Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture, news, gossip and reality TV craziness. I'm Marnie Dixit and I'm joined as always by my co-host Samma Rose. Hello. Coming up on the show, we chat about Stan's new show that has everyone talking, all the celebrity baby news that was announced this week. We also have the return of Kiss or Miss plus heaps more. But first, let's get into some quick bait where we fill you in on everything that's happened in the entertainment world this week. Okay, so I feel like this week, as I just mentioned, it's just been the week of babies. So Carl Stefanovic and his new wife, Jasmine Yabra, had their baby girl, Harper May. Leah Michelle announced that she's expecting her first baby with her husband. Tim Robards and Anna Heinrich announced that they're also expecting their first baby. And there's probably other people that I'm forgetting. But the most surprising piece of baby news came from Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik, who have been on again, off again for a few years now. News broke last week that a family source confirmed she was 20 weeks into the pregnancy. Then her mum apparently also told a Dutch outlet that she was excited to become an Omar in September. Now, normally when these things break, I think it must be true because people like TMZ have very well-placed sources and things. But this one, I just thought it couldn't be true only because Gigi's been posting photos of herself recently and there's been no bump or anything as far as I've seen that would make me think that she's possibly expecting. But she actually officially confirmed the news herself while on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, which I was kind of surprised about. So she said that she wished that she could have announced it on her own terms, which I think was quite actually interesting because if TMZ quoted it was a family source when it first broke... That means that someone must have been a bit sneaky, it seems. I wonder if it was her mum, because her mum was so keen to talk about it. Maybe. And I mean, like, such a mum thing to do, oh, don't you reckon? Oh, for sure. It's her first grandchild as well. Yeah, she'd be super excited. I'm sure she maybe accidentally let it slip, or I don't know, who knows. I have a feeling this is a quarantine baby. Do you reckon? Because it said 20 weeks. How long? It feels like we've been in isolation for 20 weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like he is isolating with her family, I think, on like a Pennsylvanian ranch or something. So they're all together. And it was quite funny because I think that her sister, Bella, was sharing things that she was doing for Gigi's 25th birthday. And she put um, something on her Insta story and she covered it up with like a flower emoji or something. And people started doing some digging and being like, um, that bag that she covered up was saying like, congratulations kind of thing. Like it was clearly something to do with a baby. And it's just funny that she even put that stuff on Insta story. Yeah, exactly. Like, or at least take the bag to the table. If you're going to cover up the bag in the photo anyways, retake the photo, get rid of the bag. So this is why I think it's kind of like semi-planned leaking of the story. Yeah, 100%. With these two having a kid and with Justin Bieber getting married, I feel really old now. Yeah, I didn't feel old until you just mentioned all of that. That's so true. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, we're so behind. <laughs> Everyone's on their own path. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Staying on baby news, this one came as a surprise as well. So Iggy Azalea has apparently gone and pulled a Kylie Jenner and had a baby without letting anyone know that she was pregnant. A source close to Iggy has told Metro in the UK that Iggy welcomed a baby with her 23-year-old boyfriend, Playboy Carter, whose real name is not Playboy, guys. <laughs> it's Jordan. Um, in December, sources told Hollywood Unlocked that Iggy was six months pregnant. But if that was the case, don't you think she, would she have given birth in March? If she was six months oh. pregnant in, in December? Yeah. So it couldn't have just been like last week or something. Okay. So are you speculating that this isn't actually true? I just don't know. I don't follow Iggy Azalea on anything. So I'm not sure. Like I've not seen anything that she's posted. But again, it's kind of like... When you hear these rumours, you're kind of like, oh, maybe it is true because, like, 
where does this stuff come from? I think if it is true, I really like the fact that she's kept it on the down low like Kylie Jenner did. Because in my mind, I think it means that they're probably going to keep their kid out of the spotlight too. Although obviously Kylie Jenner's not doing that. Stormy's everywhere. For example, like Childish Cambino had a two-year-old before anyone knew it existed. So... Oh my god, I didn't know that. Oh, there you go. I'm pretty sure he has another kid too and it was kept on the down low. Wow. So... I think it's a good sign if she has had a kid in secret, it means she wants to separate her personal life from her Iggy Azalea personality. And I really like that. I agree. Good on her if it is real. Married at First Sight's Alex Markovic has been spotted with none other than the 2020 Bachelor, Lockie Gilbert. So Lockie accidentally appeared in the background of Alex's Instagram live video, causing speculation that maybe they're hooking up, which would be so dramatic if it was true, um, and very complicated given that The Bachelor started shooting earlier this year but had to stop due to COVID-19. So he's probably got like 20 girlfriends out around Australia <laughs> right now. Alex has set the record straight on the Kyle and Jackie O show though, saying, I was at my high school friend's house and he was there as well. He rocked up out of the blue. I had obviously never met him and I didn't even know who he was. We just happened to be in the same place at the same time. They apparently bonded over the fact that they were both on reality TV and hit it off as friends. And while she thought that he was tall, dark and handsome, she did say that she's interested in someone else at the moment, but didn't reveal who, unsurprisingly. I hope it's Ivan again. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, imagine if they just like become like this on again, off again maths couple. Will they, won't they? Marnie, I'm curious to see what you think and then I'll reveal to you my conspiracy theory. Okay, I reckon that, yeah, they're probably just friends because it would be really stupid of Lockie to fuck up his whole bachelor season by hooking up with a married at first sight person like that is just too much drama in one story well i think it's an ad oh bear with me here in that instagram live story she was talking about some kind of plant-based company called solaro or something like that and so he just happens to pop up at her like high school friend's house like how does he know like her high school friend and it's just causing all this buzz and now everyone's going to remember this product she was talking about in her in her instagram live i 100 percent think it was just an ad that they brought him in to create a buzz and there you go marketing in isolation it's a clever way to do it that's a great theory I have no idea because I I didn't actually see the video. So I didn't remember any like, you know, plant-based whatever thing. But imagine if that's real. (laughs) You heard it here first, guys. This week, Elon Musk has been pissing off not only Tesla investors, but his girlfriend Grimes too. He tweeted that Tesla stock prices were too high and just a mere few minutes later, Tesla was worth $1 billion less. Throughout his Twitter thread, he he quotes the U.S. national anthem, he calls for freedom from self-isolating, and that he would be selling almost all his physical possessions, and right before Grimes gives birth to their child, by the way, I'm pretty sure 
that when this episode comes out, she'll probably be giving birth. So um, it's no doubt stressing her the fuck out that he's just going to sell everything that he owns. Um, what is going on, Marnie? What the hell? I thought that the funniest thing about this was that he was saying he wanted to sell all his possessions, including his house. But the one thing that he wanted to keep was Gene Wilder's old house that he owns, which he said cannot be torn down or lose any of its soul. And yeah, you're right. She's due. Grimes is due on Monday, um, which is really hectic if he's actually going to sell his possessions. Like, where is this baby going to live? What's going on? Like, I get that it's going to be a really rich baby. The baby needs a home and the baby needs, you know, solid, a solid situation at home. He can't just be selling everything. What the hell? I think Elon Musk is broke. And I say this because obviously he's got a great vision for the future and he has all these cool ideas about Mars and Tesla, but he's doing it on a scale that I think he actually couldn't comprehend. He's trying to push out all these cars, for example, the Tesla cars, that were in such demand that they like sh- they did shortcuts in the manufacturing and they've marketed their cars as driverless, which, by the way, they shouldn't be because it's technically like cruise control. So you have to be active in the car, watching where you're going, but the car will help you if you need it. But there've been people who have fallen asleep because they think that this car is driverless, right? And they've killed people. Holy shit. So Elon Musk probably has lawsuits out the wazoo. He can't meet investor expectations. So he's selling all his shit. He's making his stock prices fall. I don't really understand the economics there, but I'm pretty sure he's doing it for a reason. And I think, yeah, he's selling everything because he doesn't actually have any solid money. All he has is in stock. And if he can't live up to investors' expectations, then he's just going to go bankrupt. So I think he's doing this because he's got no money. And it's the best way to do it right before a kid comes. Sell everything you got. Make sure you got some money. Wow. In the bank. I, I, again, I hadn't thought about it like that, Sam. You're just thinking on a whole different level <laughs> to me right now. I'm on, I'm on a, some conspiracy theory shit at the moment. You're on conspiracy theory and caffeine, and it is just <laughs> fueling these amazing thoughts of yours. It's been over a year since Felicity Hoffman was arrested, among numerous other famous and wealthy people because they paid Rick Singer to fudge their kids' college admission scores. Huffman served two weeks in prison and her daughter Sophia's invitation to college was withdrawn. However, Sophia recently updated her Instagram bio to say CMU Drama 24, revealing that she's been accepted into a prestigious drama school. Um, Marnie, what do you think? Is this fair? Okay, so I think it's fine because she's seemingly gotten in this time based on her actual test results, I believe. So we know that last year Felicity Huffman paid to have her SAT results fixed, but she then retook them and was able to get into the college based on those results. And I just feel so bad because, like, Sophia had no idea that her mum had paid 15 grand to improve her results. And um, I think it's kind of worked out for her, aside from the whole my mum doesn't trust me and my abilities thing because (laughs) she took a gap year (laughs) after finishing school and then she was cast in an episode of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, um, which will air before she starts college. So I think good for her. She made it kind of work and it wasn't her fault, like, that her mum didn't believe in her (laughs) and uh, did this. Um, and now she's just, you know, she's done it on her own this time. I like the way you look at that. I think that's really nice because I hadn't thought of it as her mum 
not believing in her. When you say it, though, it's kind of obvious. She Because I think she cited that her daughter had some learning difficulties or something like that. So she, that's why she did it. I don't know. I, fi- I find all of this a bit strange because obviously the kids have been punished enough. But, I mean, Felicity Huffman only got two weeks in prison. <laughs> Just like, what is this world? When someone com- commits fraud, which essentially it was... Like two weeks? I think it was even just 11 days. 11 days. Wow. I just find this story so bizarre and I'm, I'm interested to see uh, where all the other kids end up going if they continue on the right tra- trajectory. I, I hope I hope that they don't continue to pay the price. And I think even William H. Macy, Sophia's dad, said that she's paid the ultimate price through all of this. And it's just kind embarrassing I think so embarrassing like imagine if your mum did that to you and then again like you know there are people like us who we wouldn't even know who she was talking about her getting into college and whether it's fair you know what I mean like any normal situation we would not be talking about this we'd be like yeah cool she's going to college didn't know her don't care whatever (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah and now that's going to be her reputation. Like in 20 years, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, your mum went to prison for yeah, exactly. <laughs> paying your way through college. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. I mean, I get it. Parents will, you know, try to do anything for their children. But if they had just believed in her, she would have been fine. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in just a moment to chat about Stan's new show that has everyone talking an absolute batshit crazy story and heaps more don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter we are at pop fix podcast or we'd love to have you in our facebook group which you can find if you search pop fix podcast You're listening to Pop Fix and it's time for Is It Worth It? Today we're chatting about Normal People, which is out now on Stan. Now, if you don't know, the show is based on Sally Rooney's book by uh, of the same name and it follows Marianne and Connell who are from different backgrounds but grew up in the same small town in Ireland as they weave in and out of each other's romantic lives. Samma, have you watched it? I watched all of it in a, the space of about two days, including staying up till 2.30 in the morning watching it oh my gosh I haven't finished it yet so don't spoil it but I think I've got two episodes left right okay so you've seen some pretty intense things then yes yeah I won't tell you my whole thoughts on the show then but I'm gonna say first of all brilliantly shot it's really beautiful the pace I quite enjoyed because it's a lot slower than a lot of shows out there at the moment I think it's a really realistic look at first love and teenage love um characters are really well thought out story annoying yes (laughs) such an annoying yeah i was gonna say like the episodes are only 30 minutes long and it feels like nothing happens except everything happens it's kind of hard to explain (laughs) it's such an emotional roller coaster it's like this epic romance and there's so much pain and passion and it's just unlike any other tv show i've ever seen um but the acting and the chemistry between the two main actors is just amazing but I agree, it can be, they can be super infuriating, Marianne and Connell. They just have no idea how to really communicate with each other when they need to. And it's just frustrating because you want them to be happy, but they're just kind of self-destructive. Yeah, that's a really good summarization of who they are. And we won't give away too much about the story. But yeah, I definitely finished that season going, do I actually want to stick around for the next one? Will there be another one? I think so, because it. It says season one, 
So that makes me think season two, right? Yeah. I saw a tweet that sort of um, nicely summed it up and it said, normal people is so heartbreaking because it's so relatable. It literally covers everything from bullying, consent, toxic relationships, anxiety, starting university, moving to a new place, trying to fit in and suicide. I am never going to emotionally recover from this. And then I saw another one that said, just finished watching normal people and it's so refreshing to see a male character cry, be sad, grieve and talk about his feelings rather than being a stereotypical macho man more characters like connell please and i totally agree with them both oh for sure and i think i think both connell and marianne really break expectations of what a man and what a woman in a romance is like so connell definitely struggles with mental health yeah in a in a very um obvious way like people know they can see that he's struggling then we have marianne who i won't reveal too much because it's kind of it's quite the plot twist, really, what happens, but she really has such low self-worth and it comes out in aspects of her life, which I don't think you'd see anywhere else. What happens, what she does, it's kind of like a secret that you're witnessing and yeah. you're not sure if you should be watching. Yep. It's, it's that personal. I totally agree. Can we talk about the sex scenes for a minute? There's so many. It got to a point where I was like, okay... Yeah. <laughs> great can we can we do something else now (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it was a bit much it was kind of like it wasn't game of thronesy like to the same extent but i think that their chemistry was just so good definitely really hot sex scenes but almost almost a bit too graphic as well i was a bit like again another secret i shouldn't be watching (laughs) yeah yeah totally i feel like that was the only way they could communicate effectively um, I did read somewhere, which you might be thinking, that like at the end, things aren't like resolved very nicely. So mm-hmm. I think that that might drive me mad when I get to that point. But I'll be interested to see how it goes. But I highly recommend it. Well, I'm going to give it like at least an 8 out of 10. Oh, wow. Maybe even a 9. Wow. I just think it's so different to anything else that I've ever watched. That's true. I mean, I don't know what rating I'd give it. I'm still kind of coming to terms with it I think but I really do think it's beautifully told the characters are really really interesting and yeah it's it's almost like holding a mirror up to real life I I I would say it's worth it definitely moving on to six ad world I have got a hectic story for you guys that I read recently and I thought I just had to share it with you Sama so this story sounds a little bit like it could be from Netflix's you Basically, this woman has shared her story on Reddit. Um, I don't know her name. And she was asking for advice on what to do. So she starts by saying that she met her husband, Dave, five years ago. And while she wasn't interested straight away, they're now really happy together. They have a daughter together with another one on the way. And the woman says that when the first baby was born, they decided that she would be a stay-at-home mum because he earned a good enough living for that to be the case. And while she wasn't too keen on it at first, she now loves it. Um, and Samma, feel free to jump in whenever you want. I'm just going to dive into this story and it is crazy. So when she met Dave, she, he was friends with her co-worker Mark and he would occasionally be at after work drinks and she didn't find him overly attractive, but he wasn't ugly. And after turning him down a few times, she finally said that she'd go out with him because her dating life was in a bit of a shambles and nothing was going well. She was even considering cancelling the date, but she had no other plans, so she went out with him anyway. And at first, things were a bit awkward, but the second half of the date, things were going really well and they had a lot in common. But one night recently, Dave got a little drunk and revealed the real story of how they met, and it's horrifying. 
So during the lockdown period, she got a message from Dave's brother, Tom, and his girlfriend saying that they were engaged. And Tom said that he couldn't have done it without Dave's advice. So later in bed, she says to David, oh, you're such a great example for your younger brother. And this is when he tells her how he helped Tom and told the story of how he and the woman actually met. Uh, That's he as in Dave and the woman actually met. It turns out that they had matched on a dating site six months before actually meeting, but the woman hadn't responded to his message on the site. He was convinced that they were made for each other because apparently their compatibility score was so high. So he was like, we are perfect. We're a perfect match. He then started creating a bunch of fake accounts and catfishing her. So he'd ask her on dates. He wouldn't show up or he'd just stop talking to her. He even bought burner phones so that he could message from other numbers. And then he'd change images slightly on the the other men that he was using so that she couldn't reverse image search them. Like he photoshopped images. Oh, that's fucked up. She would be chatting to these people and eventually she told him where she worked and he then spent hours on LinkedIn trying to find her based on her place of work and her first name. And he created all these fake social media accounts, which she accepted as friends or followers. And so that way he was able to stalk her life. Dave then befriended Mark, her co-worker, and invited himself to after work drinks every now and then. When she agreed to date him, it was only because she'd been having all this bad luck, which was because of him, oh, and she just didn't know. Gosh. He was doing that to her and making her feel so horrible about herself because nothing was working out for her. Her self-esteem was just, like, yeah, oh, like, so low. That's awful. Around the same time that she started seeing Dave, she went out on a date with a guy named Alex who seemed perfect, like, amazing. But at the end of the date, they were kissing, and she suggested they go back to her place. And he turned cold really suddenly and said he didn't date sluts and ran <gasps> off. So she always blamed herself for this and she thought that he was the one that got away. But it turns out he was just like a male model who was hired by David to show her that she should stop chasing guys who were out of her league and convince her to be with him, which is exactly what happened. Like the next day he was like, do you want to come play mini golf? And she was like feeling really shit about what had happened the night before. So she was like, yeah, sure. So she said, up until now, I think I had been smiling and generally been in disbelief about the whole thing, which I think only encouraged him to keep going. But the story with about Alex just horrified me. She also said that she didn't believe that her self-esteem and confidence ever recovered after that date with Alex. The woman went on to say that her relationship doesn't seem real now, but admitted she is perversely very flattered that he had put so much time and effort into it just to be with her. And she's like, although it's kind of creepy, it does seem a bit romantic. No, no, that's not romantic. Yes, I know. That's fucking sociopathic. I know. So she asked the people of Reddit for their opinion on the matter and whether it was normal. And she was asking whether she should bother bringing it up again because they have such a great life together. Samma. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. I feel really, really, um, I know I shouldn't pity her because, like, yeah. that's, yeah, not a nice thing to do for someone, but I actually really do. For one, that she thinks that's romance? Like, has she never, ever encountered what real romance is? Because yep. being stalked and being controlled, and it sounds like emotional abuse, almost, like gaslighting, does that count as gaslighting? Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, if I knew her, my advice would be uh, divorce him and seek for total custody, seek therapy, um, and put out uh, a restraining order against him. That's my advice. I don't think it's romantic at all. For me, it shows that, one, he thinks he can control her, and two, he thinks 
it's okay because he came clean with it. I'm like, I'm kind of thinking, does he, is he remorseful? It's, does he feel bad? Is that why he's come out with it? I actually, no, I don't think that's the case at all. I think he has gotten to a point where he's like, she depends on me so much, not only financially, but maybe emotionally as well. And he's controlled her so much. So if he comes clean with it, she will stay. And I really want her not to stay so he can be taught a lesson and he can go to jail. It's almost like he was boasting about it. She kind of made it seem that he was kind of like, well, I'll tell you the real story kind of thing. And um, yeah, a lot of people are saying as well, like, you know, the fact that he told her to quit her job so that she could take care of the kids, she doesn't have any of her own money. So leaving is going to be really hard. Yeah, he's really put her in a fucking corner. I hope that I hope the story isn't true. It kind of sounds like too much like you, (laughs) the show you. I know. I really hope this isn't true. Yeah, same. I really hope. Because it, it does sound like there's just so much detail. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's a bit hectic. And the advice he gave to his brother, did he stalk his brother's now fiancé? Or did he teach his brother to stalk his fiancé? I think he would have taught the brother how to do it. So she needs to tell the brother's fiancé to, like, get out now while she can. That's oh, what I reckon. Definitely. Oh, I hope she does an update. We should keep an eye out for an update. Yeah, 100%. That would be really interesting to see what happens. I have a feeling she won't do anything about it. No, she might be really scared about what could happen. At the very least, I hope she finds someone to talk to about it. Yeah, and I think the fact that she's reached out on Reddit shows she knows it's not okay. And maybe she, maybe she's looking for reassurance that she, it is okay, and she should stay with him because it's romantic. But maybe the other part is like, if enough people say get out, maybe that will be the strength to get her out. So we've had a huge break from Kiss or Miss, but this week we've got Steph Nuzzo on the show, who we spoke to last month about how coronavirus had affected New York. We recorded this earlier today and Samuel was sadly unable to join us, but Steph shared some of the hilarious stories of how she's been dating during this very weird time in New York. Also, I apologize for my audio quality on this call. I'm not quite sure what happened, Um, but hopefully you enjoy the chat and it's mostly Steph talking anyway. So um, yeah, enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us, Steph. Um, we have been talking about doing this for a long time because you and I are good friends and we talk about your dating life a lot. We were even going to turn it into a podcast <laughs> at one point. This, this is like your new segment, Kiss or Miss with Steph. Um, so we, you know, we don't really need to mention COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. It's happened. But we spoke to you recently and you're in New York, which does make things a little yeah. bit different. Um, so I wanted to chat to you about what it's been like in a dating sort of aspect of all of that. Um, cause how many weeks has it been now? I want to say seven. Yeah. I can't even remember, but I think, it, yeah, I think we're at seven. We're about to go into week eight. Yeah. That's hectic. Um, mm. so how has that kind of journey been like for you? So <laughs> the dating situation has been it's been interesting. We chatted last time. I think I was telling you at the beginning, I was kind of like, well, it sort of like creates a bit of an opportunity for people to just be a little bit more vulnerable and like, no one's going to be like, you know, fucking around. Like no one's going to be messing with you because it's not like you can just like ghost me. I mean, you can, but like, what are you going like, to, people are investing time into chatting. Um, not the physical, if you know what I mean. And, um, 
I had a few conversations with some some guys. I went on a FaceTime date and it was it was really nice. But something that I have found is that the intensity of the situation just means that things kind of like, at least for me, have shifted quite quickly. And so like with that particular guy, um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't ever listen to this. Um, but he like it was it was it was very nice, and we kind of were like leaning on each other a little bit. But it got to a point where it's a little too much, and he started calling me a lot, like twice in one day, and it felt really odd because it was like, well, this is somebody I've actually never met. And while there is a nice part to it, you are sort of just dealing with your own world, right? And I found it really difficult to kind of socially. It's been exhausting just dealing with my family in Australia and friends here and then to have this other guy who I really got along with but like it turned from fun and flirtatious to his every stress and concern and you know heartfelt thought I've ever had. <laughs> he was um, trying to lean on you and you were just like mate I actually I've got a lot on my plate right now yeah. I don't need you as an added extra. I don't need oh, dessert. I sound like I sound like a terrible person, but it, no, it was it's just hard. Yeah, it, it it was, and I kind of tried, and I was like, "Can we have a little bit of space and just sort of like chill?" And it just didn't really work, right? So he just he just wasn't really listening, and and kind of really was like, "But I miss you, but I whatever, and all this stuff." And I felt terrible, but I had to kind of set a boundary because this whole social thing was difficult for me in a ways that I didn't anticipate. And so I kind of was like talking to some other guys after that. I've had like 47 quarantine boyfriends. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, just talking to a bunch just of playing the field. Yeah, Wait you know. till you get to that 50th one. That'll be, be the one. It's more so just been kind of like a, a fun thing. That's just like to talk to somebody different and have a light interaction. And I'm just finding that I just don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. I like, I feel like everything is so rough without the added element of dating. And yeah. I just kind of sort of turned a corner where I was like, listen, like, <laughs> I'm sure you're very nice about like a lot of these people. Um, but I've only got so much energy and attention for humans in this situation and it all goes to my family and friends and then yeah and me I need to look after myself I am just like trying to keep myself on like some kind of routine and whatever and then like considering the feelings and emotions of somebody I've never met is just not something I'm able to do right now so I just kind of decided nah I just don't care anymore. And like, it got to the point where I um, was working with an, with an editor um, at Body and So On. I'm doing, I've, I've just done a story on um, talking to guys on dating apps using Tiger King quotes. Oh so my God, amazing. So <clears throat> what people should know about you, Steph, is that if they search you, if they search yeah. Steph Nuxon, go to your website, they will find some really amazing dating stories. <laughs> so the first one you did, was it Mean Girls quote? The first one was Friends. This was Friends. Uh, back Way in the back day. in the day. And yeah. you've done like a, a number of them, but Tiger yeah, King. Mean Girls was my favourite. I can just imagine that Tiger King 
would be kind of hectic. The Tiger King one was like, when I started it, I was really nervous because I always feel a little bit bad, but then I kind of try to choose guys that look like they might be kind of jerks and then I don't <laughs> mind. Um, <laughs> and like, if it's really too bad, I will literally afterwards be like, I'm so sorry, this was like a thing. I was quoting Tiger King because like then I won't sleep at night. And as soon as I started it, I was like, this is like, this is a good one because the, the responses I got were wild I um oh my god I I just like a, a few people did figure it out and that yeah. always happens but there were a lot of people that were just like one guy was literally like to me make some sense please <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah I've just like I guess like thrown a grenade at my dating life because you know keeps it exciting <laughs> I guess now's the time and it gives you a laugh. Like it's not like yeah. you have to have like a serious interaction with a guy where he's like, oh man, my life is so shit. Like, and you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're like, no, no, I want to just talk to people and go, hey, are you cool cats and kittens? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I did, I did do that, of course. <laughs> what are some of the other ones you've used? I'm not going to remember the exact wording of it because whatever, but like, I did one that was like, I'm good looking, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm smart and I'm the life of the party or whatever. That did not get a response because the person was obviously like, this chick needs to calm it's down. into herself. Yeah. Um, why is there a snow leopard in the back of that person's van? Um, just like a lot of really random little things from the, I, it, they're quotes from everybody, not just Joe Exotic. And yeah, yeah. How did you find them? Did you just like, when you were watching it, you were like, that is a funny one? Or did you just like Google like funny quotes? It was a bit of both. Yeah. So I kind of, there were some that I just like pulled out, but then I did a bit of a Google and like had a look at um, top quotes and yeah. went from there. Because I wanted to use different ones for different chats. I didn't want to repeat the same thing. So. Yeah. What about the one where Joe's like, I will not put on a suit. I will <laughs> not, like something like that. I don't know. I can't I remember what it is. I didn't. I didn't use that one. I, I, I have like a terrible memory. If I'm not sure that this whole conversation has not conveyed that quite well to you. Um, <laughs> but I like need it in front of me. Otherwise I'm going to like, I'm going to hear the quote and then it's going to be gone from my brain. And me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, funny. But there were, there, there were lots. Yeah. What was the best response that you got from someone? Oh God. Um, the best response. Oh, I don't remember what I said to him. I've got to find it. But he he immediately knew, and he was he just said Tiger King, and then he was like, "Rub me down with sardine oil, Stephanie." Is that, is that a quote? I don't remember no, that. that. Just, nah, that was just him. That was him. <laughs> what? What? That uh -huh. was just him. He's just into that. Yeah, I was like. I mean, I had to give him points for creativity. I mean, like, it was not something that I found appealing, um, personally, but <laughs> I was like, oh, he caught me out immediately, this guy. And he turned, he kind of turned the joke back onto me. So I deserved it. I will take that. I like it. I like it. He's a bit weird, yeah. um, but provided the entertainment. Yeah. He was the clear winner of the, of the whole thing. Um, I, I think I so like that guy that was telling me to make sense though i was about I just, to say he might be my favorite make sense please <laughs> make some sense please stephanie my full name so i was in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that was God. 
later later on I was like, I'm sorry, this was a this was the game. This <laughs> is Tiger King. <laughs> oh my god. What do you um like have they said anything about when things will ease in New York? Uh, it keeps changing. I um they said like last I heard it was May fifteenth, which is not long from now. But I do not trust that. It just seems a little too soon. Mm. Even if they are like, you guys can chill. I'll be like, thanks so much. I'll be staying inside my house. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Part in many cases still. So it'll it'll take some time before I am able to actually be out on the dating thing. And you know, honestly, I've probably got so much bad karma after that whole thing that when I do I'm just gonna like have a terrible time anyway which as you know is not uncommon for me <laughs> maybe um maybe next time we could get some uh throwback stories from some of the funny things that have happened um since you oh, moved yeah. to New York Happy to. um because mm-hmm. I know that there have been a few uh interesting people shall we say um uh-huh. and Flatter. we would <laughs> um and we would love to hear about it because it's entertaining and it makes people happy like what you were saying last time when we spoke to you like story time um yeah. the thing that you've been doing on your instagram it makes people happy so thank you very much for joining us that was amazing and thank i can't you. wait to see the article where's the article coming out on uh so it's on body and soul, body and soul. Um, it, yeah it should be should be coming out soon you'll keep an eye out Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll we'll, we'll talk to you soon. What an interesting time to be single right now. And especially in New York. Yeah, I I do not envy her. That's for sure. (laughs) All right. And finally, some good news. Sama, what good news have you got for us? So this week we have good news relating to COVID-19. Every time we talk about this virus, it's usually um, pretty sad stuff. But in Australia things are getting better. So in the Australia's capital territory, Jan Stoop has been named the last person to recover from the virus, and there are no new cases either. In South Australia, it's also been reported no new cases in 10 days, and only a few people remain to recover from COVID-19. Over in Queensland, they're easing restrictions. They're allowed to travel 50 kilometers, which is uh, really specific, but they can do things like go shopping, have picnics. Here in New South Wales, two adults and their children are allowed to go visit friends' houses. And from May 15, pubs, cafes and restaurants will open across the Northern Territory and weddings and funerals are no longer restricted either. There's a lot of positive changes happening across Australia and I'm really excited. But I hope everyone still goes ahead with caution because I don't want to see any more outbreaks, which I know is probably likely considering everyone's been inside and now they all want to be outside and excited and all the germs will swap around. But I think this is really good news and, and a really good foreshadowing for later in the year for sure. Yeah, it's been so good because um, here in Sydney, as you said, two adults are now able to visit another household, which meant that I could see my mum. I saw one of my sisters, my niece and nephew over the weekend, and that made me so happy. And um, we saw a couple of our friends across a couple of days as well, which was really good. And I'm the same, though. I just really hope that because we've been given an inch, the stupid people who, you know, like those who shut down the beaches in Sydney aren't going to take a mile and ruin everything for everyone else. So that is my fear as well you know let's just you know let's make this work for everyone guys don't don't fuck it up for us all (laughs) yeah couldn't have said it better myself Marnie 
All right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts like iTunes and Spotify. And if you could leave us a five-star rating and review, that would be amazing. Samma, where can we find you on Insta? You can find me at underscore Samma Rose underscore. And you can find me at Marnie Dixit. We'll be back in a week. We'll chat to you then. Bye.